Hey, potential podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being, and let's get checked. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Toto Sokol, joined by my co-host and brother-in-arms, Chris Dewar. Today's episode reviewing the action thriller film Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. This is co-written and produced and directed by Guy Ritchie. And uh, we were very excited about this film. Uh, Chris and I both, I think, of the directors that have really gained more prominence in the last several years. Guy Ritchie is definitely one of the top of our list. Although he's known more for his gangster dramas, he's you know dipped his toes into musicals with Aladdin, and now uh, our war epic that we are watching. Very excited about this. Saw the trailers, and I thought this was going to be definitely uh, a film uh, for the year to enjoy. Uh, Chris, give us a brief synopsis of The Covenant. So this follows a former U.S. Army Special Operations Sergeant who... Uh, a couple years ago in the Afghanistan war was saved by a interpreter and he risked his life to go back in to save his family, the interpreter's family from the Taliban. And uh, yeah, this was an interesting premise. I mean, I love how right in the beginning of the movie, they do this little blurb of, you know, in 2001, there was the attacks on New York. And then in this time and era, we started putting more troops into Afghanistan. By this year, it was this many. Then you cut to 2018, where the story takes place. And there's the gripping, you know, realization of these interpreters that were trying to get a visa or, you know, money or just something. And for a lot of the locals saw as traitors, saw as, you know, you're working for the infidels. You're not working for us. And how that immediately put a target on their back. But this story of brotherhood, the story of going to extreme lengths to save someone, to risk your life and to pay it back, to pay it forward. You know, uh, this was a very beautifully shot movie uh, for me to watch. One thing, I mean, 
I guess sometimes when we think of Afghanistan and Iraq and all that, you know, as an American who, you know, I was, you know, we were both very young when the, you know, the attacks on 9-11 and to kind of see from our youth how the war played out, um, you know, for so long. One thing, you know, you don't really see a lot of of images that make Iraq or Afghanistan look beautiful, if you will, or look like a place you want to go. You know, you hear constantly of the heat, the desert and stuff. What I found so fascinating about this film is how much of the location shots, which is majority of this film, makes Afghanistan look very, very lush. It makes it look, you know, it's not just desert terrain. There is definitely desert terrain, of course, but there's these these hills, these mountains, this kind of sense of forest. There's this stuff that I was not expecting. Uh, and I thought there was some great shots. I mean, Guy Ritchie really, in this, plays a lot with above shots, drones, these kind of long, wide shots. There's a, This is a lot going on, which I thought was fascinating because this could have been easily one of those films that is way too close up all the time. And I think he played with scope from time to time. Uh, because a lot of this, uh, you know, the first, it's really kind of like two halves of a movie. The first half really is kind of the cat and mouse chase of our two leads. This, uh, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal and Dar Salim, who plays his interpreter, being chased by multiple Taliban men and uh, trying to get out. And that I thought was, they, they really set the anxiety for you of they could be around any corner. They could be around any part and there's multiple of them. But at the same time, showing the the grand scope of how far they had to go to get to safety. Oh, I, I agree. Um, and Tom, go back to the shots you're saying, there are some, especially the close-up you know, battle scenes, a lot of times when you see these in war films, it's a little too, too chaotic. And, and I know that in obviously not being in war, you know, I know that there's a lot of chaos, but at least within the film's sake, I want to be able to see what's kind of happening. But not be like kind of dizzy or thrown off. But so they really depicted those scenes. I thought very well able to see, you know, uh, the chaos and um, you know, all that what was going on, but yeah, the whole scene, especially this part where he's, you know, the interpreter, he's taking him across to, you know, he's, he's Jake Gyllenhaal's character's wounded. He's trying to get him over there. And there's a lot of these great, you know, scenes where you see that it's like, um, you know, my, my levels of anxiety were up the whole time, even though I kind of knew, okay, this is, I really didn't know how this is going to play out, but I, I thought I knew. So, you know, that first half really well done. And, you know, then we go into this, you know, second half where Jake Gyllenhaal's character is back and he's trying to go back and, you know, you know, get this guy out. Um, because as you know, this is not a true story, but this is based on a lot of situations, what, which happened, which you had brought up earlier, Chris. So I thought the, you know, the challenge of, of Jill's character, like trying to go through the proper channels to try to get this guy out, um, you know, really made you feel like how difficult it was to get into the U S and you, you don't realize that being Americans is, we don't realize all the, you know, the craziness, especially during war times of trying to get people, you know, in that, because it is, there are these proper channels, but there's like, come on, this guy saved my life. There, there has to be something that has to be done. So you really like, you know, and, and, there's a great cast in this film, but definitely, obviously, it is focused on these two men and, you know, this this inevitable bond that they shared in this time where, like, you say me, I have to re- return this favor. Yeah, I mean, it plays to the point of madness for Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Sergeant John Kinley, that he is so, like, 
like in awe of why this is frustratingly taking so long to happen. Yeah. And he's like, you don't understand. It's not a matter of just paperwork. He doesn't have nine months to live. He's, he's, you know, stuck up in a hole somewhere with his family and I got to get him out. And the Taliban's actively seek him out, which you don't realize they, they become like the number one on their list. Well, yeah, of course they're going to be pissed if you uh, had, you know, taken a soldier across their land and survived and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, there, there's some other, you know, notable actors in this. I mean, you got like people like Alexander Ludwig, you got Anthony Starr, a boy from home, you know, Homelanders in this, in a small role in the tail end of the movie. Uh, Emily Beecham plays his wife. Johnny Lee Miller plays a colonel. Uh, Jason Wong. So, I mean, there's definitely some other actors you'll recognize, but yeah, it's this film is all Jake Gyllenhaal and Dar Salim. And, you know, I don't know if I've seen Dar Salim in something else. He's an uh, Iraqi actor, but he was fantastic. And I love even just in the beginning of the movie, you know, he, we have an interpreter that has been killed and he is the one that it is, you know, hired by the script to be the next one and he doesn't really play by the rules he he really knows these people and he's like he kind of goes over his sergeant's orders sometimes to get the job done and so there's there's this already this this relationship that has been built since the beginning of the film of a little bit of risk a little bit of take and so to see this brotherly bond really happen over the course of the film. And, you know, I mean, there are some really great action sequences. Um, it's not like, this is not the Guy Ritchie parkour kind of action. This is a true military, you know, war film when it comes to the action sequences. And, and he did very well with that. But this is all about really, again, it's like serving a debt. And I thought that was a, a, a wonderful story to tell. Uh, and again, it's like the cast was great. The filming was excellent. The music too. They the, they use the music uh, in a way. This is Christopher Benstead who did the music. The music sets the anxiety as well. I mean, you are on edge for a lot of these scenes where they're going through the hills or a gunfight's about to happen, and the stress, especially the, by the end of the movie, you're like, God, are they going to get out? Like it's just so stressful. Uh, the music was great. So, I mean, I really enjoyed this film and I think it's something different. You know, I just think of, of the movies I know of Guy Ritchie. Yeah. It's more, you know, the gangster, the mafia or, you know, character based. And this is such more of like a personal story that, that, you know, yes, maybe not be a hundred percent true story, but definitely based on things that truly happened. So it was a good time. And it's kind of funny that it's the very end of the movie, it says the covenant. It says covenant, and it has I think the word in uh, a different language. It says like like bond, like it's like the bond. So like now the title makes sense because the whole time I was like, why is it called the covenant? And now you get why. So yeah, originally, fun fact, it was going to be the interpreter, but that was another film, so they kind of were like fighting over the rights of that. But uh, you yeah, just going back real quick, Chris Benstead, him and Guy Ritchie. It's kind of the John Williams Spielberg. I could see this relationship continue to blossom. As they work together on the gentleman, Wrath of Man, and Aladdin, so um, that definitely set the tone. So I'm glad you brought that up. It was just all in all, fantastic film. I really, it's not what I expected. I was expecting a lot more crazy war action films, but I was pleasantly surprised it was more of a focus of these two characters and the lengths they were going to go to make sure they got out of it and you know care for their family. So for me, 
I'm going to give this film um, a solid eight, 8.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. Um, another win for Guy Ritchie. And I, uh, I would love for him to dip his toes back into the genre in the future. Yeah. I mean, who knows? He's kind of a man that now has kind of the options to do whatever he wants. I mean, he, he also has, he's always put out films, which is, I mean, he's already had one this year, you know, he, he had operation Deruz earlier this year fortune. So, uh, excited to see his next project. And as always love a guy, Richie film. So for me, this one was very neat. I love the story. I'm going to give it also an 8.5 out of 10, but you can decide for yourself. You can go see Guy Ritchie's The Covenant now playing in theaters. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.